0: Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary, it's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Craig! It is indeed himself on this Thursday morning, you know, Thursday, January 4th, 2024. And every time I hear that music, that opening, I'm sorry, I started to feel it. You feeling it? Are you feeling it? Not my age group. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. I am the podcaster and you are the podcast E and this is the official (coughs) mascot of this Thursday morning. Uh, I don't know. Call it whatever you want. Uh, Happy to be here. Beautiful day. I'm on board Ocean Insignia and it is a gorgeous Chamber of Commerce Day. I believe now in the Pacific Ocean since we went through the Panama Canal yesterday. And a quick program reminder, Wherever you listen to this podcast, you can also listen to a wonderful interview with Captain Andrew athanitis uh, He's one of the supervisors of all of the mule drivers and pilots on the Panama Canal. Born and raised on the canal, schooled at the Maritime Academy in Texas. Well-spoken, great interview. It's from the archives of the big broadcast. If you're a, a geek or whatever, you're interested, I've had people on board here already listen to it. They said, wow. Full of useful information. Shocking, uh, considering I'm the reason <laughs> it's up there. Anyway, Panama Canal yesterday zipped through it. A lot of questions about the water. Yeah, you can see it. The water on the bank's very low. But we went through in uh, record time a great day for the guest Overcast, so they didn't, they didn't burn. They're going to be burning today, though. I was just upstairs for breakfast, came across the pool deck. And the sun is shining. The seas are pretty calm. It's a little windy, not bad. A beautiful day. We are at sea on our way to Punta Costa Rica, and eventually Los Angeles on January 14th, where we'll start, we will begin the 180-day world, one hundred and eighty world cruise. I welcome any of those world cruisers, as well as people on board presently, because I've been pimping the podcast, handing out cards everywhere, encouraging them to listen. And since both of my shows humbly put, went very well, uh, they'll take a chance. Uh, beautiful day. Let's get to the headlines quickly and then get to the of notes and uh, what the birthday is, who the birthday is, who be having a birthday today. I didn't get to it yesterday. World Caribbean is looking for an additional weatherman. And we have plenty of people on here that are experts in weather, even though they weren't trained or schooled in that. I'll talk about that. This is a lesson to be learned. My uh, listener, Ed, Ed One sent me this. Uh, In the United Kingdom, a young man was denied getting on a Ryan airplane, probably did him a favor, because his passport had a little tear in his passport. And it can be certainly painful you have a little tear in your purse, but let me tell you, people, little Steve Allen, we're going to talk about that. There's a new head of the Maryland Ports Authority. So what? Well, it's interesting because they stole him away from Port Everglades. They stole him away from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Also, some great deals on region. I decided to put this in because... Is this a sign of the times in the luxury market? It feels like discounting, but it's hidden. But a lot of upgrades available on region. Also, Torstein Hagen, he's the big boss over at Viking, Viking Ocean Go and Viking Expeditions, Viking Riverboats. He gave his uh, State of the Norwegian speech to the company on a company website picked up by one, well, by Cruise Hive, the rap blog. Somebody ratted him out. Uh, He's very confident going forward. We'll talk about that. Also, Norwegian Cruise Line in the news because they one of their normally pay to go in one of their not a specialty restaurant in a way it's a diner, but you paid to eat in this diner. They're now making it uh, free. So there you go. Uh, prayers for our military. All the people of Israel, the people of Ukraine. The wars, the, the skirmishes and the, the battles, the things we don't even hear about now, I didn't have a chance to see if we've knocked any of the IBWJs out yesterday. That's the Iranian back whack jobs. Those are the people from uh, from uh, Hootie, no blowfish. Also the Hezbollah people, the Yemenites and other people. Not the normal people that want to have a life. These other idiots, that for some reason, think it's a good idea to fire on the United States Navy. And uh, for whatever reasons, we are very passive right now. We're we're returning fire when we want to, but most of the time, we are uh, just knocking their drones out or their missiles out of the sky with our advanced ages. So, so prayers for all those people. These young people, they they signed up for the navy for adventure. They didn't know they were going to get shot at every Tuesday by a bunch of IBWJ's birthdays. This was a struggle. For those people that join me every day, you know I only like to do birthdays involving music. I think it uplifts and gets us going. I couldn't find any musician born yesterday worth playing their music, so a fallback. One of the great football coaches of all time. We've lost him already for many years. Don Shula. It's Don Shula's birthday. If you have a birthday day, you you share it with the award, the Hall of Fame football coach who uh, I never met him, but my wife did. He was uh, he was there for the christening of and I don't think he was not the godfather of the Norwegian Sky. They made the entire crew the godfather, but Don Shula was the celebrity on board uh, when we uh, christened the Norwegian Sky way back when in, in 1999. Uh, he was a super guy that day. I didn't meet him, but my wife dealt with him uh, because she was the cruise director. A classy really good guy, and of course the they won the Super Bowl in 1972 and remains still the only uh, uh, undefeated season in the NFL history, all the way through all the way through to the Super Bowl, they beat everybody other teams have come close hello, New England Patriots, but they still exist, but how can we have a day without some music, and I thought, who can I bring back, who just lit up the place I dreamed last night I got on the boat to heaven and my son. <laughs> oh, I had brought my dice along James and Taylor. There I stood tried to do Broadway. And I hollered somebody feed me. But the passengers all knew right from wrong. <laughs> Everybody! All right. Thank and you, James. You Back under. to your corner. What do you follow that up with? Uh, well, let's talk about colonoscopies. <laughs> it's not related to anything I do in this podcast, but I did get a note from a listener. I was talking about how funny Dave Barry is, Pulitzer Prize winning comedy writer guy, Dave Barry, and he, uh, you can Google Dave Barry colonoscopy, and they, uh, he sent me the link, and I'm laughing because I do a bit about my colonoscopy on stage. Not graphic at all. I don't believe in that. But many of the same ideas that Mr. Barry had, I had, except he did it better. That's why he's the Pulitzer Prize winning guy, and I'm on some ship trying to get to Costa Rica in one piece. It happens. Dave Barry... Very very funny man. He's just intimidating. He's so good. He really is. Let's get to some of notes. I got this from a very 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 good friend, uh, and uh, <laughs> and the heading was has nothing to do with travel but absurdity. I specialize in absurdity. That's what this whole podcast is, and it's the story of a lady named Cynthia Cynthia Kelly, and she's suing uh, Reese's the Reese's peanut butter people. That's Hershey. The Reese's peanut butter people, because she bought peanut butter pumpkins, and on the on the on the uh, package it had a picture of a pumpkin uh, made out with like uh, eyes and a and a nose and a little mouth or whatever, and she thought every one of the Reese's peanut butter pumpkins, say that three times fast, would be engraved that way. She wanted her pumpkin engraved. <laughs> <laughs> fill in your own joke. She wanted her pumpkin engraved and uh, she opened the package and was disappointed her pumpkin was not engraved. Uh, And they're the ugliest looking things I've ever seen. You know, Reese's peanut butter cups they're in a cup, that's what it is. Why would you even screw around with this stuff, Hershey? Just sell peanut butter cups. Just leave it alone. But somebody said, no, we'll make it look like like rabbit droppings. When you open the package, it looks like uh, if, if your kid left it on the floor, you go, we don't have a rabbit, do we? What, what, where'd that come from? And she's suing. She's suing because uh, she felt uh, deceived. Uh, it was just a regular-looking piece of chocolate. Hey, Cynthia, what what are you looking at? It's an ugly-looking piece of chocolate. I wouldn't. Ugh. They made it look like kind of like a, a pumpkin with a tumor. You know, a pumpkin that needed emergency surgery. Um, like something inside the stomach. Anyway, enjoy your breakfast. Um, absurd. And she's not the only one. Other people are filing suits all the time because they say that the company falsely represents things like. It's supposed to be Christmas candy, and it's Hershey's Kisses in, in, like, colorful wraps. That's it. And I don't know what Chelsea want. she wants. You want Santa Claus to jump out of the inside of the chocolate. And you're right, Barbara. It's absurd. It really is. Of note, U.S. Airlines achieved strong operational performances during the holiday season. Yeah, the weather was good. That's, what it, that's all it takes. The weather cooperated. And the airlines just went about their business normally. If you don't have thunderstorms shutting down the Atlanta airport or snowstorms shutting down the Denver airport or Chicago fogged in, you're going to run on time. So they're bragging about it. Of course, you know what's happening. The DOT, little P. D. uh they're saying, well, you know, we ought to take some of the credit for that because we've been, we've been chastising them and we've been uh, demanding a better performance. They all got lucky. There was not a nor'easter in New Jersey. There was nothing. It was a calm Christmas. But in a statement, DOT Secretary Pete Buttigieg gave his department some of the credit for the 2023 improvements, pointing to the tougher stands that the DOT, DOT the, you know, these guys, are, look, you think the airlines are listen to these jackasses? They don't listen to them. They go about their business. Everybody got lucky. That's all it amounts to. So let it go. Just don't don't try to take credit for some yet not to go with Calm down, Tom. I got a few notes about the Japan Airlines crash. I haven't talked about it because it you know, you know what I do? My uh, what I'm supposed to do here is just stick it to people. That's what this is. Tom Drake's Daily Cruising Travel News stick it to people podcast. But I read up on this this crash, which is was terrible because the five people did die in the Coast Guard plane that was, I guess, in the wrong place uh, at the wrong time. And the one that survived is the pilot, and now they have transcripts saying that he wasn't given permission to be on that runway at all. But the amazing, miraculous... Uh, uh, well, the story and the evacuation is nothing short of a, a miraculous. The BBC has a story out this morning. The pilots did not even know the plane was on fire. Um, a flight attendant called the bridge and said, you know, we're, we're on fire. And 379 people... Were evacuated off that flight, and no one perished. A couple of minor injuries: fall down, trip, fall, whatever. They went down the slides. They didn't. They left everything behind the way they're supposed to. So the comment I got from more than one guest was: there obviously weren't any Americans on that plane because <laughs> they would have had to get the jewelry and that one. Don't forget, my wig is in there. Uh, I got my extra two. No, they just got up, walked down the aisle, and jumped in the chute. And 379 people directed by 12 flight attendants just evac- And the, You see the wreckage. I mean, it burned to a crisp, the whole thing, and they got off. They got off because everybody listened. Now, I'm being uh, I'm generalizing. There might have been 200 Americans on there. They, I don't have the manifest, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it would only take four Americans to stop the whole thing dead in its tracks. What? Don't push me. All right, it's a little smoke. We'll be fine. Oh, I got to find my jewelry. Forget about it. Anyway. Anyway, God bless the people that got out and prayers for the people on the Coast Guard plane who were just, you know, they were bringing supplies uh, to the area that was hit by an earthquake. They were doing a humanitarian uh, uh, flight and unfortunately um, miscommunication. The pilot thought he had permission. He didn't. And the, the Japan Airlines, uh, they had permission to land, so they landed. And they felt the bump uh, because this was a big, Air, big Airbus 350, and it whacked into a bombardier, which is a small turboprop plane. And it, it felt like a bump. They still landed, except you caught the plane on fire. 379 people got out. That's unbelievable. The Americans are like, can I get a bottle of water to go? Because we're going to be on the runway for a while. Boom, boom, boom. That's soft today. Who's my producer? All right, well, I was rocking and rolling about the weather. You know, they caught a break around the United States. That's why Christmas holiday travel went without. They had some cancellations, but it happens. Uh, The same thing goes in the cruise industry now. There's a much larger, greater focus on weather. So these cruise ships that some of, which aren't built to be in this kind of weather, get a heads up before they go into it. And that way you avoid problems, uh, disappointment. A good example, we did not go to Grand Cayman on this itinerary because they knew when they got there, the seas would be, it's a tender port, and they knew they were not not going to be able to tender, so why go all the way? Now, there has been a mindset in the past that we must go there to prove to the guests why we're not going to tender, but now, in order to save the environment, we all we go slower than we ever have, and we're very conscious of any extra fuel. That's to save the environment. It has no, no, nothing to do with bottom line. Not one bit. So we didn't go to Grand Cayman, and the guests were told ahead of time we're going to Port Antonio in Jamaica. Same port now. There's no comparison. Grand Cayman and, and Port Antonio, apples and oranges, I mean, Grand Cayman is still one of the little golden jewels you know they think it's great there they got seven mile beach and a bad attitude in my opinion but still uh, bucket list wise a grand but we weren't able to tender in anyway so we went to port antonio based on the weather world caribbean has a a full-time meteorologist his name is brian setzer not from the band is it brian setzer i think so not from the craig setzer craig setzer And uh, he's just been given permission to hire another meteorologist because in the cruise industry, in the main offices, one of the things you desperately try to do is build up your little fiefdom. Now, this poor guy was just the manager of, uh, well, no, he's the chief meteorologist, and he's now hiring a manager of marine meteorologists, meteorology. You have to have, he can't just be one person. This is very lonely. And so he convinced somebody, do we have money for another one? Just in case I'm wrong, we can blame it on that guy. So they're looking for And what is bizarre about this is he put it up on Twitter. Is that how you normally hire people? Yeah, He actually put up there, if you're interested in being my assistant and you know anything about cumulus clouds and weather and rain and hail sent me a direct message how many dms did he get from people going i don't know anything about weather but i want to tell you i was just on the serenade of the seas and the weather sucked what kind of job are you doing find some sunshine there craggy boy anyway uh he will be he he put on twitter i'm happy to announce my job as the only in-house cruise industry meteorologist is bearing fruit and my department is expanding so there'll be two Most cruise lines use outside services. They don't have an in-house meteorologist, Royal Caribbean. Well, it's not just Royal Caribbean. He's the in-house meteorologist for Royal Caribbean, for Celebrity, and uh, for Silver Sea, and probably some of their overseas businesses. So he's not just uh, Royal Caribbean. But it's a stressful job because you're going to argue. You're arguing with people in the the, the itinerary planning department. You're going to argue with the people out here at sea. You're going to argue with captains, captains that have been out here for 35 years and understand the weather patterns better than anybody that pointed at a green screen in America went in, and later on today, you're going to have thunderstorms over Columbus, Ohio. It's not an easy job because nobody likes the weatherman. Do you? No, nobody. Everybody thinks the weather person, please, Tom. We're diverse here. The weather person doesn't know one cloud from another. So I think he's fried and he's just wants another person in his department. You argue with sven over there on the big Royal Caribbean ship, who's telling me it's gonna be fine because he's been doing this his whole life and I just came from teaneck New Jersey. But interesting, Royal Caribbean, the only cruise line, the Royal Caribbean group, I should say, to have in house meteorologists. So I put it out there if you uh, are interested. The job description said that the Marine Meteorology position will primarily focus on critical weather vessel routing for the global uh, fleet for ocean voyages and port call visits to destinations around the globe. The role supports the safety and comfort of guests and crew through active weather forecast support and operational recommendations. Fat, fat, and more fat. We have been operating... I'm out here 28, 29 years, right? My wife, 35. 35. We've been operating out here by the officers on the bridge looking at the weather patterns and understanding what's going to happen from experience. Not sure you need another shoreside micromanager, and that's what it amounts to. You have somebody else on land trying to tell people out here doing their job, how to do their job, when they're not out here. Yeah, there's a hidden message under there. Leave it alone, Tom. (laughs) Here's a lesson to be learned. I got this from... uh, Oh, I think I forget. Oh, Ed sent it to me. Uh, He said, not sure, but interesting. It's a lesson to be learned. It's about bureaucracy around the world. Uh, Bloated, uh, well, no, not bureaucracy, just idiots. Uh, This happened in the United Kingdom. Uh, A couple uh, were trying to get out of the East Midlands Airport to go to Alicante, Spain, for an eight-day New Year's trip, taking their son, 19-year-old son, first time he's going on a plane. Now, they were on Ryanair. That's just... Yeah, It's worse than spirit, but I will say, honestly, I've never had a bad situation on spirit. i flown it twice, but both of them worked out. Anyway, he got to the airport. They checked in. He used his passport to check in to go through security. They got to the gate, and the gate attendant refused to let this kid board because he had a little tear in his passport. And the gate attendant, who, of course, is a road scholar, probably, you know, studied at Oxford before he got the job in East Midlands Airport for Ryanair, you might as well drive a garbage truck. Dr- well, I shouldn't say that. Guys that drive sanitation, they're nice people, and they make a good living. So I, I retract that. I don't have time to edit it, but I retract it. Anyway, this person said, I'm sorry you can't board the plane, you have a tear in your passport. And believe me, if you've ever had a tear in your passport, it can be very painful. I use a little bit of a sap. Anyway, uh, And they went, wait a minute, we went through security with it. It's all good here. They said, no, I'm sorry, you can't board. And they were beside themselves, and the kid couldn't go. And the kid said, you go, I'll stay home. And they're like, we're leaving a 19-year-old home for New Year's? That's not going to happen. Why do you think they were bringing him in the first place? (laughs) He's 19 years old. He'd rather stay home and get in trouble while his parents go to Spain. So he didn't get to go. Well, now it's a big deal. Ryanair is saying they were within their rights to do it. Well, on the way out of the airport, disappointed, they talked to one of the Border Patrol people. He goes, there's nothing wrong with this passport. And they check with the, United, the UK government. They go, there's nothing wrong with that passport. But this bonehead at the gate decided, I have a little power. I have a little power. I can ruin people's holidays. Why not? I'm in charge. And this person, man, I give him a lot of credit. According to the UK government, a damaged passport, here is the here's the learning uh uh session right here. A damaged passport is one in which the customer cannot use as proof of identity because of its condition. This guy uh, person it twit at Ryan reads too many espionage novels. And he's thinking this nineteen year old kid from East Midlands, United Kingdom is some kind of spy. He's a spy. Look at he's altered his passport. This isn't Jake, what's the kid's name? Is is it's, it's not Jake Burton, it's James Bond Burton. Come on, you putts. Anyway, they could not find anything on the airline's website about damaged passports. You can't find anything about baggage on their website. It's Ryanair, but a Ryan representative told the uh, whatever this uh, uh, newspaper the top corner of the passport was also missing and said in a statement that this 19-year-old adult passenger was collect- correctly refused travel on this flight from East Midlands blah, 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 because his passport was damaged and therefore not valid for travel, except for the Border Patrol said it was fine. UK government said it was fine. But, so this is the problem with travel. You have to deal with these people. Hey, make sure your passport If you're going to go through East Midlands Airport, if you've lost a bet and have to go through East Midlands Airport, make sure your passport doesn't have a tear on it. And you would have to really lose a bet to fly Ryanair. I mean, I've looked at that more than once when I've been over in Europe, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. So they went back home. They're out about $2,000, and they're trying to get their money back from Ryanair. Good luck on that. So I saw this name, Jonathan Daniels, and I go, I I recognize that name. I'm the Guru of the Seas. I recognize it. And I realize that he has been the the director of Port Everglades. He's in charge of the port in Fort Lauderdale. And he's been stolen away. He's been taken away from Fort Lauderdale, sunny Florida, beautiful beaches. And he's now going to Maryland, where he's going to be in charge of the Maryland Department of Transportation's Maryland Port Administration. Uh, and now, what do I see here? I see here that the Baltimore or the state of Maryland is looking at what the state of Florida has and says, wait a minute, they've got Port Canaveral, they've got Port Everglades. they have Port Miami, they have Jacksonville, they have Tampa. They are generating so much revenue for the state of Florida, so many jobs in the state of Florida. They are doing so much good for the state of Florida. We're going to hire somebody from Florida to come up to Maryland, to Baltimore, and try to turn that port around. And they must have offered him a bucket load of money. Would you walk away from sunny, come on, South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, the beaches, everything going on, sawgrass mills, you got everything. Baltimore? I'm sorry. Anyway, his job uh, will be to uh, expand not just cruises, but also um, containers and and also deal with, uh, you know, he's going to be dealing with this. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, 8. I believe it's not too late. Shut up. so what's the point of this? Why did I cover it? It's interesting, that's all it's interesting that they're stealing they're out there now because and and, and they're looking at the state of Florida. it is the benchmark it really is. I mean our, our five ports, the best in the world, uh Port Canaveral, the best run in the world, hands down the best terminals in the world and as as of today, they still want the business unlike uh well pick one pick one uh, venice and bar harbor and uh the, the list goes on and on okay i don't ever get into let's check the time here let's check the time we're at 25 minutes we're fine i never get into the deals what's on sale and not on sale the bargains all that other stuff but this caught my eye and and uh transparency here region seven seas is part of the norwegian cruise line holdings family that's Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceania Cruise Line, and Region 7C. So I am part of that family for many, many years now. I have to say that up front. And I'm not selling Region. Uh I'm I'm wondering if this isn't a change in, in the luxury market now. They've announced an upgrade your horizon promotion. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I am I gotta stay on brand here, children. But seriously, call the guru. We'll come up with something. What the what the hell does that... Well, hold on. What the hell does that mean? That means whatever the hell you want it to mean. Upgrade your horizon. Uh, anyway. And what it is is they're offering a two-category suite upgrade. So I would imagine if you're going from deck five to deck nine um, or however, because there'll be food in the middle... Um, that is a better look at the horizon. So I guess you're upgrading. It should be the upgrade your look at the horizon, maybe. Because how do you upgrade your horizon? I didn't even know. What, do you have a horizon? I have, I'm a looking for. I, was, I took a shower this morning. I was in front of the mirror, no clothes on. I couldn't find my horizon. I know it's somewhere. Maybe it's between my big toe and my little toe. I don't know. It's somewhere down there. But the deal is, they don't discount. But this is a pretty good upgrade. I mean, you can purchase the lower. You know, there's no such thing as low on region, price-wise, and it's worth it. I mean, it's all suites, luxury, all-inclusive. It's top of the top of the top. But they are offering a two-category suite upgrade. And why? Because the competition at that level is very, very, very very strong right now. And Seaborn's out there with promotions. And Silver Sea's out there with promotions. Um, uh, Viking tries to peddle itself as luxury, but it's not. But everybody's out there now. And, of course, Rich Carlton is coming out and Four Seasons is coming out. Explorer Journeys, they're they're so expensive, but they're saying they're luxury. So there's a lot of fighting going on for that disposable income. I bring this up. Why? Because if you're in the travel business, I'm sure travel agents are looking at it now and saying, you know, if you go over on Regent from uh, Silver Sea and you get a two-category upgrade, or if you're on Celebrity and you want to go and make that move or – you know mainstream you know mega mother cruise lines i don't i don't do the dollars and cents thing but i'm starting to think you know if you compare it you can go over to regent and be treated like a king a queen or whatever you declare yourself as um for a good deal uh according to uh, Andrea DeMarco she's the president now of Reason seven. C remember what I said to you. Every cruise line is run by either a bean counter or a peddler, a accountant or a salesperson. She was a salesperson. We are excited for our guests to take advantage of this generous new offer to help them plan their next cruise to some of the world's most sought-after destinations. Yeah, and this is actually between January of 2024 and June of 2026. And I often wondered who books that far in ahead, but. Now look at the numbers. You book it for end of twenty five, a two suite upgrade. The prices are going to go up. Why wouldn't they go up? Everything is going up. So you're kind of buying a commodity there. You know, you're buying it now, and when you finally sail in twenty five or twenty six, it'll be a lot more money. And you can tell your wife, look at how much money we saved. Whatever. According to Andrea, our magnificent new ship D seven, she's grandeur. We surely have the world's most luxurious fleet. Offering an extensive range of sailings, including highly immersive, of course, it has to be destination experiences as part of our voyage fair. Uh, new words again. I love this. They're coming up with all these new words. Voyage fair. It used to be the price of the cruise. Not anymore. Can't be the price of the cruise. Not for that price. It's got to sound better than that. Voyage fair. You can be immersed and enjoy your voyage fair. And you can upgrade your horizon and put those all in one sentence and have them bring you a bottle of champagne so. That was not on that was on brand. I I'll swear to it. It's a great cruise line, fabulous product. All of my friends are over there drinking for free. I'm over here paying for my drinks. Torstein Hagen, you know who he is. He's the last of the swashbucklers. He's the big boss behind Viking Ocean, Viking Expedition, Viking River. He gave his, sp- uh, his uh, state of the Norwegian <laughs> state of the Norwegian speech for uh, through the company. And said everything. Everything is very good. Um, he's half Greek, half Norwegian, I guess, uh, including sales. He said sales are uh, very strong for 2024, and they're out of their mind with the ships. I think they're the 13th ship is now being built, and there's four more coming up. I don't know what you know. They're 1,050 passengers, uh, guests, fresh meat. They're all the same. They're cookie cutter. They're IKEA at sea. They're very demanding. You must pay out all your money way in advance, six, eight, nine months in advance, pay in full. He, arrogant is the word to describe them, truthfully. But it seems to be working. Maybe there's a group of people out there, travelers, that enjoy arrogance because, man, they don't make it easy. And But he said bookings are very good in 2024. And uh, five more vessels on order in Fink and Thierry, not just ocean going, they've got the river boats. They're building 10 more river boats and he said this year mark uh, his for what this is the first vacation in 25 years he said he went on a phenomenal expedition trip to antarctica in january really come on why would you make that statement what the hell you're in the cruise business you want everybody to take a vacation but you didn't i don't think so i think he had more than one vacation it just wasn't on a ship he was on a little boat in norway going look at the fish he said the world is a better place when we travel so I hope you share my optimism for the new year. I agree with you there, Tor, Torstein. We'll get to it. A... Yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you, please? We'll get to NCL tomorrow. Didn't get to that story, but man, how about the energy level today, huh? i was on fire. Well, I'm pimping the podcast, so we have these first-time listeners, and I need to hold them, grab them. I need to make sure they don't go anywhere. Where would they go? Who does anything like this? Nobody has a podcast like this. Nobody. Thousands of people every day downloading it, waiting. Can't wait. Someone said to me last night, it was late. I said, what was late? Your podcast. I waited. All right, relax. I try to get it up by 9 o'clock Eastern Standard. I meant the podcast, by the way. Hello. (laughs) I try to upload it by 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Now we went back an hour last night. So it's going to be easier. And then two days from another hour. And then we'll be three hours behind. So and other things. So it'll be easier for the old guy. All right. Have a good Thursday. Wow. Friday already. I'm glad I did that New Year's Day podcast because I take the weekend off. Oh, I deserve it. A lot of time goes into this. Minutes. 60, 70 minutes a day. Thanks for the likes, the shares, the emails, as always. Uh, I don't always answer your emails. I always say I'm going to, and then something gets in the way, usually uh, Bacardi Diet Coke. But you hear me mention you on air, and I do appreciate it. I wonder how many people stay right to the end to hear the duck quack. I do have listeners that they only listen for the duck, really and truly. They download it. After the duck quacks, they fast-forward, and the duck quacks again, and they go home. That's it. Very efficient people that listen to this podcast. I'm very proud of you. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, upgrade your horizon, people. All right, That's it. I'm done. Are we still recording? Okay, I won't say anything. <laughs>